0: A Lab for Human Experimentation. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm back. We're back. We're here. Um, I have... Uh, something that I want to talk about that I I don't, I've never taken. I, okay. So let, let me begin again in that I have a job now, not to brag. I'm not a hero. I'm just a woman, but I have had this job. I think I, we talked about it on the last podcast for about two days. And then my boss came up to me who also listens to the podcast. um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Grant. He's not going to listen to this, but uh, he was like, you have to take this test. And it's a Harvard test. Called the implicit bias test. I'm sure apparently everyone knows about it but me.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I know all, I've always, I've known about it for a long time. (laughs) okay. It's where your bias is implicit. Oh. And Harvard is the one who conducted it. I do know about it. I do know about it. Wow, okay, I I
1: stand corrected. Yes. You know everything about it. But just, did
0: you design the test? I mean, in a way? In like a way? a cosmic way? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but why don't you explain to everyone else who okay. they don't know? So
1: I would go, it's really interesting, um, especially as a white heterosexual woman, uh, you go on this website, just if you Google implicit bias, there are about 10 tests to show you if you have bias against women, weight, race, sexuality. And it's kind of scary. Like I was like sitting in my cubicle next to a bunch of other white people taking this test to see if I was a racist, you know? Or how racist were you? How racist, yeah. There's a scale of racism, too. Um, It takes about, each test is like 15 minutes or so. Um, And it's, the best part about this test is that they assign two of the keys on your keypad, good and bad, and then I took the race one, so it was like black people, white people. So, like, you're getting into it. You're getting into it. And then I did the
0: one for uh, sexuality, too. How, when did this test originate just to be curious. Oh, in the nineties. So it's okay, been around so for a while. It's been around for a while, uh-huh. but it has not been like updated for any changes in society. No, I think it has been. Oh, yeah. okay. But it's, yeah. it's just, okay. It so it's started not started them, but they, yeah.
1: they've since added things okay. to it. Cause I think it used to be just race. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, there, there are a lot of things. There's also, um, bias specifically for like women in the workplace or like sexuality in the workplace. So it gets very specific too, but I wanted to take, I want to do the hits, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I'm like sitting in my cubicle, not working, doing this test. On your
0: first day. Yeah, second day. Second oh, day. Okay. Relax, relax. Oh. On the
1: second day. Just texting. You get that one day buffer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I can say now that I work for a nat-, like nat Geo, that everything okay. is actually part of work. Like I'm sure. trying to get to the um, California Science Center exhibition, King okay. Tut, that closes on Sunday. But I'm like, I work for Nat Geo. Can I go for free? Nobody called me back. Anyway, so you were like, black people good like good words bad words white people black people and you're just like like typing and then they switch them and so th- when you get them wrong is where they get the information for your implicit bias you want to hear um, my results
0: yeah definitely mm-hmm.
1: um, I'm very proud to say I am somewhat biased towards black people
0: okay
1: and somewhat biased towards gay people
0: you say you're proud to say yeah <laughs> Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like black people, and I like gay people.
0: Oh, biased. Towards. Not, got it. Not I, thought you, I thought you were biased. No, that,
1: that would be, that would be weird. Yeah, I was like, wow, sort of, I was like, like, you're, like really, wow, uh, you're a monster. Uh, Great, yeah, let's talk yeah. about eugenics. Got it, Bi- biased
0: to- <laughs> towards, that's your memory. Okay. Exactly. I, okay.
1: Exactly. Um, and I think that kind of feeds into what we're going to be talking about today, um, the Fernald Center, um, which is this pretty insane place. Uh, that I learned about through a friend, um, that feeds into a lot of this craziness. So let me get into it. Um, but you should take this test too.
0: Well, no, I, I'm going to take it. And well, well, here's the thing. What? If I'm if I'm bi- biased against anyone, I got to admit it here
1: you do you're gonna have to if you don't if you take it and you don't tell me the results I'm gonna be very <laughs> unhappy okay no more I, I was actually
0: just I just really want to take like a 23andMe test <laughs> like something like that
1: <laughs> can I just do that you just wanna swab like a spit swab yeah can I just do that <laughs> you know why like,
0: no this guy seems pretty chill oh, yeah <laughs>
1: <That's>
0: <laughs> move on result I yeah. think
1: it's like the off off brand of 23andMe yeah or ancestry you're, I do wanna do that too yeah but they're so, going like, hey, to be like Jew.
0: If 23andMe or Ancestry.com, if you guys are out there yeah. and you want to hook us up, we will definitely uh, do it and then we'll talk about it on the show.
1: Hell yes. And if you're not those places, donate to our Patreon.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, patreon.com slash ghost town no, pod. No. See, now you can Like, nobody's going to it anyway. But it's patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Got it.
1: Patreon.com slash ghost town uh, We got
0: bonus episodes up the wazoo. Yeah, right. I said it. <laughs>
1: Very great. I'm an very unhinged brave. comedian. Yeah, you're biased towards uh sensibilities. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> sensibilities. Yeah, you know,
0: I have a very rock and roll personas. So oh, yeah. Deal with
1: it. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah,
0: if you or if you just want to, uh, anyone who wants to send us two of them, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's oh, worth a try.
1: Are you yeah. Me, yeah, you can send me a mystery package. <laughs> yeah, of a 23andMe test. But can you get the one that also has the like diseases and stuff. Yeah. That's an extra $200. I know, I know, I know but I. But need we're worth it. it. I need it. I have a history of Crohn's in my family and right. I have to, I wanna explore that further. Anyway, the Fernold Center. Um, so this Can, place, I, can I just,
0: it's before we get, I'm not 100% sure what we're exactly talking about, but mm-hmm. would you say this episode would, uh, it, the way things are perpetrated here, that it would develop a person that's like, oh, these people have Crohn's, let's not get them together so there's no more Crohn's? Right, this place. Yeah, yeah, where they kind of where it kind of goes to a thing to eliminate things like people having Crohn's.
1: Um, no, okay, (laughs) no, this is like a crazy like let's radiate a bunch of mentally handicapped people.
0: Okay, kind of thing. I thought you were going with the e word.
1: Oh, eugenics. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. Is that coming to this place? It coming to it. It does come into this place. Okay, so So it's not like
1: eliminate. Oh, I think I misunderstood. I thought you meant eliminate like. like an ailment. But yeah, right. they don't give a shit about people really. Yeah, yeah. Um especially the people that lived here. But it's interesting the it's still like a beloved place. It's still like a really interesting place. I have a testimony in here of someone who lived there. Um the people that lived in this place of various ranges of um you know, uh mentally handicapped. Uh yeah, it, it's a place that people didn't want to leave. So it's very interesting. It kind of reminds me yeah, like a Munchausen's by proxy. But again, I don't know what, to what extent, and I just mostly find it very fascinating. So let's get into it. So the Furland, Fernald Center, and I will mess that up again, yeah. I promise. It's a weird
0: arrangement of letters.
1: Fernald. It's not a very becoming name, whatever. I don't care. That guy sucks. Originally called the Experimental School for Teaching and Training Idiotic Children, uh, which is a really good and positive and like very PC name. Was founded by reformer Samuel Gridley Howe in 1848 with a $2,500 land grant from the Massachusetts State Legisl- Legislature. The school is located in Waltham, Massachusetts, and has 72 buildings. At some point, 2,500 people were confined there, most of them called feeble minded boys, which again, very reductive, not great. But there is such, um, so many progressive ideas around this place too. And you'll see it, there's pictures of it, it's really spooky looking uh, large compound like many of the things we talk about, uh, east coast style, so like a lot of exposed brick. um, Moss. Moss, ivy, uh, rocks, yeah. Uh, It was the first public institution in America for people with developmental disabilities, a place where once neglected people were given opportunities to get an education, return to the community with skills to lead productive lives. Uh, in the late 1880s, the school moved to Waltham where patients helped construct buildings along the rural rolling landscape. So it's like, it kind of like feels like a kibbutz, kibbutz in a lot of way, uh, and like people would grow things, etc. So it went well, um, and it was very productive for a while, but under its third superintendent, Walter E. Fernald, the school was viewed as a model educational facility and, um, And it ballooned in size because people were like, let's just keep sending people here. It's doing so well. Um, But the mission of the school changed once they had too many people there. It was renamed in in Walter E. Fernald's honor in 1925 following his death the previous year. The institution was involved most famously in several different procedures that used residents as test subjects, um, which included sterilization and a shit ton of radiation. Uh, without their consent so um why because fernald was a huge believer and advocate of eugenics the e-word there yeah the e-word the dreaded e-word and it's it's such like it just likens me back to um like nazis holocaust like just all this but it happened in boston
0: which is a relatively it's Progressive. Yeah, I mean, it's like even a, now it's very progressive yeah. and you'll
1: see like a little bit um, later, like a lot of people realize this way late in the game. Um, very progressive place. And again, this place started as a really progressive place. And then it's like this diabolical eugenics lover came in and was like, let's radiate these kids' milk. And
0: it, the fact that he died mm. didn't stop the party, I guess. No, mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it kind of slowed it down. Okay. Um, But basically... It became this place where people were kind of given permission to go wild with whatever type of experimentation they wanted, and I think the I think the area is still kind of being punished for it, rightly so. I think there were a lot of there's a lot of uh, money and um, reparations given for it, but even still, like horrifying, intriguing, and still a place that people think fondly about. Um, people that were there. Um, people who experienced it and, and not, I mean, it ranges like all over the place. Um, anyway, the institution, uh, served a large population of mentally disabled children. Uh, the Boston globe estimates that upwards of half of the inmates tested with IQs in the normal range. So we're talking about a large range of people in the 20th century, the living conditions were Spartan or worse. Uh, there were about 36 children per dormitory room that is packed Um, There were also uh, reports of different types of abuses, overworking, um, again, horrible conditions kind of a thing because of that overpopulation that happened. So (laughs) the Fernald School was the site of the 1946-53 joint experiments by Harvard University and MIT, not small institutions, not unknown, that exposed young male children to doses of radioactive isotopes. And that's probably its most famous experiment. Uh, documents obtained in uh, by the U.S. Department of Energy revealed the following details about this experiment. Uh, it was conducted in part by research sponsored by the Quaker Oats Company. Everyone was involved.
0: Big Oats is in it?
1: <laughs> Big Oats, baby. MIT professor of nutrition Robert S. Harris led the experiment which studied the absorption of calcium and iron. The boys... Okay, and this is how they got... Uh, Subjects. The boys were encouraged to join a science club which offered large portions of food, parties, and trips to Boston Red Sox baseball games.
0: Everyone's in on this one. This is a true <laughs> conspiracy. This
1: is a, a, a huge conspiracy. The 57 club members ate iron-enriched cereals and calcium-enriched milk for breakfast. In order to track absorption, several radioactive calcium tracers were given orally or intravenously. So it's like, on the way to the Red Sox game, can we give everyone an IV? Yeah. Can we just monitor this? No, you're having fun. Everyone's having fun. And yeah. they're like, oh, we're just like, like fun. Don't like fun. The no. lessons is like, don't like fun. Radiation levels in stool and blood samples would serve as dependent variables. In another study, 17 subjects received iron supplement shots containing radioisotopes of iron. So it's like, who wants radiation, kids? Do you all do? Sounds cool. Without your consent? Uh, yeah. Great. Neither the children nor their parents ever gave adequate informed consent for participation in the study, which is so messed up. Like, ugh. Can you imagine this happening today?
0: But you gotta imagine, especially back then, his parents were probably like, "The guy in the white lab coat must know. He's got glasses."
1: Yeah, look at him. Harvard. He's a white man that I trust from a place that I have heard of. Yeah, kind of. And there's oats involved. Everyone trusts Quaker Oats. Big Oats.
0: (laughs) I knew I wouldn't trust Big Oats. I know.
1: So in 1946, one study exposed 17 subjects to radio- radioactive iron. The second study, which involved a series of 17 related sub-experiments, exposed 57 subjects to radioactive calcium between 1950 and 1953. This also feels very like 50s dark side of things, you know, like like Mad Men, like just like no trust us.
0: You know, or- and you know those scientists were smoking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, like chain smoking. Yeah. Like it's like take a drag put some radioactivity into a child. Yeah. Smoke again.
0: Eat some big oats. <laughs> Eat
1: some big oats. Um, now, the good thing is, it's clear that the doses were low, and it's extremely unlikely that any of the children who were used as subjects were harmed as a consequence. The study remains troubling, though, for a lot of reasons, as you might expect. First, parents or guardians were asked for their permission to have their children involved in the research. The available evidence suggests that the information provided was, like, incomplete, like, bullshitty kind of a thing they didn't know what they were getting the children into they just knew that their children were in this institution to get help to grow as human beings to become a proactive part of the outside world and instead they were getting radioactive milk uh, second there's a question of the fairness in selecting institutiona- institutionalized students at all because their lives were heavily burdened and like who knows like what you know even if they weren't getting a ton of radiation who knows how it impacted their lives It's been claimed that the highest dose of radiation for any subject was 330 millirem, the equivalent of less than one year's background radiation in Denver.
0: Whoa, Denver! Yeah, throwing Denver under the bus (laughs) now.
1: Nobody is safe. Yeah, not even Denver. Exactly. Um, So, should we take a break now and see what happened? Yeah. What Um, happened later? All right. I'm ready. How they got?
0: How they got all in
1: trouble.
0: Hey, y'all. Trey Kennedy here letting you know you need to subscribe to my podcast, Correct Opinions, the first and only podcast show where every
1: opinion is correct, in my opinion. I talk all things my crazy social media life, relevant topics, and why your sister's gin reveal only reveals that she's annoying. So tune in and hear my takes on all the extra things happening in our society today. Subscribe to Correct Opinions on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app.
0: All right. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We had a break and we're back. Exactly. How are you? great I'm still okay you're okay moving on oh, Well, i want to see everyone who's <laughs> listening no. how are they doing they can't you don't care
1: okay give them 10 seconds to speak in their cars
0: they're probably just like yelling about something like talk about the episode mm-hmm. that's probably. that's
1: a big criticism yeah talk about the episode rebecca stops swearing, which i'm getting better at for real i think
0: i think no i i do i thank I, you. I think you've gotten better at thank it. you
1: in yeah. the past like two days
0: <laughs> <laughs> the two, yeah. last two episodes yeah
1: thank you i'm trying I'm a work in progress.
0: Well, you, we know your bias is uh, your bias is, is you have good bias. I have good
1: bias. Yeah. I have good bias towards people. Bad,
0: bad potty mouth, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my the name of my book. Good bias, <laughs> bad potty mouth. Ooh, I like Ooh, it. Ooh, it's uh. kind of coy. Yeah, mm. kind of thing. Well, whatever. Um, okay, so all of this stuff was happening. It's really not good, right? Nobody's really getting all of the information. MIT, Harvard. Uh, Experimenting on these boys that think that they're having pizza parties, and instead they're getting light doses of radiation for long periods of time for
0: some free pizza. You would
1: do it. You would do I would it. Do it today. Okay. 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 <laughs>
0: I'll go to Denver.
1: Yeah. No. Well, damn. Uh, that is commitment. So fast forward to the nineties. These things are happening. We realize these things are happening, um, and people are getting pissed off, as you might expect. A 1995 class action, action suit resulted in um, a court decision awarding the victims $1.8 million settlement from MIT and Quaker Oats. Sorry, you guys. No wonder the prices
0: went up on big oats. <laughs> right, Pay that right? class action. You're paying these class yeah.
1: action suits to these poor children. The school also participated in studies of thyroid function in patients with Down syndrome and their parents, um, which also uh, was a bad thing that happened um, we don't talk too much about so not that. only
0: would it of uh, like what how it may or may not have affected them but when they mm-hmm. you know have children yeah how does it yeah how does it affect them and their generations
1: absolutely um, so sorry fast backward to the 1970s and that's when the class action suit Ricci versus Okin was filed to upgrade the conditions at Fernald, with several other state institutions for persons with mental retardation in massachusetts so again we've got a class action suit that happens way later but before then people are like hey um we need to upgrade these conditions because not only is this happening but as i mentioned earlier it's not a great clean good place to live um the u.s district court uh who assumed oversight of the case in 1972, disengaged from the case in 1983, declared that improvements in the care and conditions of the facilities had made them second to none anywhere in the world. Hmm. A result for Fernald stu- residents of the class action suit, which took effect in 1993, again, like a lot of time delay, was the provision of a guaranteed level of care, regardless of cost, to compensate for decades of neglect and abuse. So it's still open. Not, I mean, not now. We're getting to that. But it's still open 20 30 years after all of this is happening, and almost 50 years after the radiation experiments, it's like, like What is going to shut this down? <laughs> like, what is going to shut this down? It um, seems like the, there's
0: too many big players involved. You yeah,
1: know? that's right. If we learn anything, it's big money. Um, uh, I mean, the Boston Red Sox are involved know, in some <sighs> way. I know, I know it's a real cast, it's like a Sgt. Pepper, like, yeah. album, but it's like. Quaker Oats, Oats, Red Sox, uh, Denver, Denver, scientists. <laughs> yeah, um, The building and ground survived into the 2000s as a center for mentally disabled adults. In 2001, 320 adults raised at Fernald with age, ages ranging from 27 to 96 years um, and an average age of 47 years. According to a December 13, 2004, article in the Boston Globe, Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney heard of him, announced that in 2003 the facility would be closed and the land sold by 2007. In 2003, a coalition of family advocates and state employee unions began a campaign to save it um, and asked the judge to resume uh, his oversight of Richie versus Oaken class action lawsuit that had led to improvements um, and keep improving. So. Again, there's a lot of contention in this. In August 14th, 2007, Judge Toro ordered the Department of Mental Retardation, which was overseeing the facility, to consider the individual wishes of 185 institution residents that were still there before closing. Um, But it had become, at that point, just too expensive to continue operating. Um, The cost claims have been disputed by a lot of people, um, but finally uh, it got closed down. After that, however, uh, it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Um, The 156-year-old facility is the oldest institution in the Western Hemisphere, which is interesting. And Fernald was the subject of a 2007 documentary film called Frontwards Backwards, directed by W.C. Rogers, um, which I tried to get a hold of, and he was hard to find. Doesn't have an email, probably.
0: Yeah. Might be dead. Yeah. You tried. I tried. Got stonewalled.
1: Exactly. Um, so when it closed, uh, Fernald had 13 residents, just 13, living on the grounds. The oldest was 84 years old and a resident since the age of 19. It was reported to cost approximately $1 million per client per year um, to keep them there. So
0: oh, Yeah, it's only 13 people. T- yeah, so <laughs> That's a lot of money, though. Yeah.
1: Um, so I reached out to a guy who wrote a book on it called The State Boys Rebellion. His name is... Uh, Michael D'Antonio. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning author. He did not get back to me.
0: <laughs> he didn't get back to you? No, he didn't get back I, to I me. I was expecting, I was like, oh, that's nice to get yeah. back to well, you. Yeah, well,
1: he emailed me. He's like, I'm really busy writing another book. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And he was like, can you talk later in the week? And I was like, yeah. And then he never got back to me, okay. which is okay. He's busy. Yeah. I'm busy too. I'm yeah. taking tests yeah. about my bias. It's no big deal. Um, but I want to say that the a former resident whose story is featured in the book said, They didn't have to look for homes for you so they could dump you off in these human warehouses and just let you rot, said Boyce. Um, Fred Boyce, former resident, who spent 11 years at the state-run facility. We thought for a long time that we belonged there, that we were not part of the species, not supposed to be born. Pretty dark.
0: Well, I imagine they have to do some kind of cyclino to keep you in there.
1: Yeah. 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 so the state property sold to the city of Waltham in 2014 for 3.7 million dollars retaining some rights to profit from future releases pr- historic preservation as of 2018 despite considering u- the use of property as a high school or police station it remains unused.
0: And but, uh, I'm always up for st- like things that are, you know, his, his historical register historical mm-hmm. places despite uh, the kind of, like, nefarious kind of, you know, background it might have. Mm-hmm. So I'm always up for keeping a building up.
1: Yeah, I, I am too, but I think, like, you have to be very careful what that building becomes. Yeah. I think, you know, like, spirits, energies, JK. I mean, like, why, you know, like, yeah. make it into a museum for this place. This has such a, like, a long history. Make it a museum for, you know, a, awareness of, like, corruption i don't know there's a lot of stuff that could happen to it that would bring some good and
0: some education sure so it's you know kind of it's not all for naught i guess
1: not all for For naught naught. yeah yeah i agree with that
0: i imagine they have to you know to keep certain people there you have to you know you tell somebody enough you know listen you don't belong out there Mm -hmm. where else are you gonna go and Mm -hmm. this is i mean listen this In relationships, in life, from Mm -hmm. families and stuff like that. It's just not limited to there. But I imagine there's got to be some of that going on. Yeah. It's like you love Quaker Oats. Yeah. You don't... You want eggs? No. Mm
1: -mm. You want Quaker oats. Oats. Eat the
0: oats. Or do you want to go back to Denver?